personal, personal, Guys, my name is Fiona Renee. And I'm Summer Porlacani. And you're listening to Your Radical Being, where we discuss our radical beings to really connect with you radical beings out there. Last episode, we finished off on how we cure the pain of rejection with uh, immense amounts of self-care. And today, we're going to talk about that self-care through how we manage ourselves and manage our lives. So hopefully, you and I are doing something Right. And we can help our listeners uh, get some insight uh, to maybe, I don't know. How to handle this shit hour by hour, day by day. Yeah. Motivate them or (laughs) inspire them to have a new way to manage their lives or just remind them of something that they already know. You know, what is life management? And I think it's just loads and loads and loads of different kinds of self-care, right? Yes, that's for damn sure. And I think it's become one of those words. It's like such a woo-woo therapy word to be like, focus on self-care. Because I think most people are like, yeah, bubble baths and manicures, great. (laughs) Like, you know, what does that really look like? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And it's different for everyone. And there's so many facets to it. I have a department wheel, the departments (laughs) of of care in my life that need to be tended to and they're all completely separate is this similar to like the islands in in inside out like yes. riley's personality yes okay okay i'm like i i get it we're there yeah very similar yes and it's not mine i can't coin it but um a lot of management tools have this particular life wheel where you you know separate your life into certain departments and then those departments are like pieces of pie on a pie chart. And yeah. I know a lot of people are listening and not watching, but if you imagine the pieces of pie on the pie chart becoming full or empty, if you have like six of those eight pieces of pie that are completely full and two of them are completely empty, then your wheel doesn't turn. Your your mm. wheel doesn't roll because it's yeah. not balanced. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have one or two of those departments in their lives that are so important that they focus everything on, which, you know, is great. But then what about all those other departments that need that care? Yeah, we talked about balance at one point. Is that the, oh God, the planner that you love, the law of attraction? Yes, I will literally, maybe we should have them sponsor us. The law of attraction planner by Freedom Mastery. Frederick Tolan is the uh, owner of that company. It's ingenious. Absolutely absolutely genius. The guy's a legend. Uh, I'll promote them any day. So Uh, I saw the Amazon review you gave that planner considering it was on my account. And I was like, I didn't write this shit. And then I read the review email that I got and I was like, oh my god fiona like keep it in your pants (laughs) i really hyped him up i was like you guys are killing it you're changing my life every day if you guys haven't noticed by that that me and summer share an amazon prime account which basically means i use summer's amazon prime account Yeah, I was like, there is no financial split in this. It's like, I just let people use my shit. Like you and and my other friend, Leah. There's something I give you though, right? You got like my Hulu account or what do you have? Nothing that I'm aware of. Oh no. Oh God. All right, we'll fix that. Management. We'll manage these areas. We'll manage the friendship part of the pie. So I'm I'm curious to know, you know, I'm happy to share with you guys what my life departments are. I'm curious to know what yours are, Summer. I'm curious to know what things you do to manage yourself uh, yeah. through this crazy thing we call life. 
Well, um, can I can I show off my jar now? I really want. Oh yeah, girl. (laughs) Okay, so uh, earlier in this pandemic, like month one, uh, I made this like self care jar, which just has a bunch of like post it notes folded up and thrown in there. So I compare a lot of like self care prompts, like sitting down and writing the things that really help you, like on on a piece of paper or something. Um, I compare it to like aftercare and kink, like. You know, when you play and you, you know, maybe or maybe not hit subspace, but just like the adrenaline, the rush, all the feelings and like physical things that can happen in a scene. Right. And then the aftercare being a big part of like taking care of yourself and like connecting with your partner and like maybe trying to avoid drop like a lot of that. I'm just I want to understand the phrases that you're using. So Mm -hmm. in a scene, Mm -hmm. what you mean by that is whenever you're having like a sexual or a sensual experience with a partner and you're playing and it may be become emotionally or physically or mentally like intense it doesn't even have to be sexual right like or sensual it can just it can be like any any experience with that like a person or more so for sure but like they call it scenes right okay and And the drop is what oh pdsm wikipedia oh that Uh, exists how exciting sexy it it does this is all to talk about aftercare and what was the first one subspace then sub drop, then aftercare. Or scene, right? It's a time period of BDSM activities. Subspace is a natural high that a sub or bottom experiences during a scene or when being controlled. The sub may feel disconnected from time, space, and or their body and may have limited ability to communicate. What I'm hearing is that whether it's uh, a BDSM scene that is some kind of intensity is being played out and then there's a moment after where or during where someone in the scene becomes mentally and physically or emotionally It's like getting high. Drained. Or high, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like getting high on the adrenaline of the scene. Like for me, until I hit subspace, I feel all the pain. Like I am such a baby masochist in the sense that like if I'm getting whaled on and it hurts, right? And I'm feeling all of that pain. There is a line that I end up crossing that eventually get like, I'm now in subspace. I've now disconnected from time and space in my body. And I'm now floaty and high on all of the adrenaline that is being caused by the pain. And then I can no longer feel the pain. I'm just like a happy baby, you know? <laughs> like, And then with all of that high comes the crashing down. The drop. And Yes, exactly. So that is sub drop. And so not everyone experiences it. Not everyone experiences it every single time. There may not be a rhyme or reason, but it can be a depressive state sometimes. Like people get really dark and twisty in it. And so to avoid sub drop or to even like care for yourself in sub drop is aftercare. And having that either like immediately being negotiated for after the scene, like what happens as soon as we stop playing? Do you hold me? Do I need water? Do I need cuddles? Do I just want to be wrapped this in my blanket? This is so beautiful because yes. whether you're into kink or BDSM or you're just a regular human being living your life, mm-hmm. right? These concepts parallel so beautifully because there are times where we experience high adrenaline moments in life where we drop because we get lost, because we get exhausted, because we we become empty and mm-hmm. we have to care for ourselves. Yeah. So, okay, let's get to this. And like jar. all the chemicals, right? Like if we consider like uh, dopamine and serotonin and like oxytocin, like all the chemicals, like 
it goes up and down. That's just life. Right. So I think the thing with aftercare, so there's the immediate aftercare and then there's like the, do you check on your, on your person the next day, your top, your bottom or whatever, like people can have drop the next day or a couple days later. Like most people kind of get a sense after so much time, like what they might be able to predict. Right. Okay. So like for me, I'm a next day dropper. So within the first two days, I'm like, I'm either like fine or I'm definitely not fine. And like, I want more than anything. I want like quality time, physical touch, words of affirmation, just like all the closeness is what helps me in my aftercare. Well, you just said a whole bunch of, you just said a whole bunch of love languages. You need to give, you need to get love afterwards. And it's so funny because, you know, this idea you were comparing your self-care jar to what you need during aftercare. And people in general are having to manage, okay, when I have an exciting day, what am I like? Do I need more love two days later? Do I need to be held right away? What are the things? Yes. Right. That, and it's that awareness of knowing how you transition between these spaces and what you need in between these spaces. So it's not a surprise to you. You don't have to feel guilty about it. It's a balance too. Right. So like I, when I tell someone what would, what would be good for you today? Like what is a self-care thing they can do? And I, I had a client say something like, you know, I could go to rope tonight and I'm like, okay, but the spoons you get from rope, right? Like the things that you get from that experience, being able to socialize, being able to connect, like kink in itself like is that going to be a good balance when you're so exhausted like is it going to take you more rather than give you more and so I think like sometimes self-care is not going to that party that you actually really wanted to go to because you know that in the end it may not be worth the amount of time and energy that you put into it mm-hmm. even if you have fun you know that it'll you'll hurt even more tomorrow yeah. so um you know and that comes a lot to the like the spoon theory and all that which you know we can get into but the self-care thing the jar in comparison to aftercare is that uh, like people will talk about aftercare kits. So it's like knowing what's good for you in the moments that you're alone. Cause we need help. You know, like you're not yeah. like in your utter turmoil, not going to be like that playlist that cheers me up or that favorite snack of mine. Like, so yeah, you forget is accessible. Yeah. So people will go to like king parties with like a fucking backpack or a gym bag with their favorite blanket, their favorite chocolate, like water bottles, like teddy bears, like whatever it may be for that person, but they have this like go-to bag of stuff that helps them. So, and you know, if you're obviously not traveling, like it could just be like, what do you have at home? Do you have your favorite movie, you know, on standby, whatever it may be. So in that sense of like helping yourself when you can't help yourself, um, I made this self-care jar (laughs) to, to suggest things that I could do. Not always fun. Like I think there's one in here that's like, do the dishes and you're like, great. It's just about like when I'm stuck, what can I do? That's amazing because one of the things that really gives me the most anxiety, and I've, again, we've mentioned this is anxiety is a new thing for me, is I am so overproductive. I have done all of the due diligence to departmentalize my life and really manage and balance those departments uh, that I have too many things to do. And it's so hard to go, well, which one do I do first? And which one do I need? And which one do I blah? And I'm, I'm so overwhelmed by all of that, that I can't make a decision. So a self-care jar that kind of says, turn everything off, just stop for a minute and yeah. pick something out of here to slow Quiet down. Quiet your t- brain. Yeah. So you can just do something. And once you're yeah. focused on that one task, then it will start to be easier to kind of envision what comes next. 
Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely why I made this. It's because like in my, yeah, I know a million things I could do after work that could like bring me some joy, but like, do I want to color? Do I want to cross stitch? Do I want to like, you know, it's just like, I get stuck in the decision-making and then I shut down and do nothing. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my like obsessive compulsive issue uh, in like, there's too many things to choose from. So therefore I have to become avoidant in order to choose at all. I don't choose anything at all. It's why I hate grocery shopping. I'm like, there's 20 jars of marinara sauce. Do I want chunky? Do I want, you know, this brand? Do I want, you know, like, it's just the amount of like, the the mental compulsion of like all the research and the reading and yes. the labels. And like- but once you choose something, it's almost like you get this like I did it, and, yeah. and you, you just know, keep going. Yeah, you're proud of yourself, and so you have the now something has come oh. back to you. Yeah, it gave you a spoon. Yeah. So now you have enough of a spoon to go take care or do or accomplish or experience another thing. Um, Can we talk we- about the spoon theory. Sure. Well, what were you going to say? Well, I just, I, I never really understood it. And except for the basic idea of like spoons are a good measurement of how much energy I have. You know, if I've got a lot of spoons, then I can give out help and energy. If I ain't got many spoons, I ain't worth much to nobody. It's a, it's a thing chronically ill people use to describe like what they are able to give out and what they're available for and all of that. Right. So, cause it's like, how many times do you want to have the conversation of like, well, this is what's going on in my day and this is why I can, and you know, like it's the the not explaining or justifying. Yeah. And you don't have to explain with the word energy. Hey, I don't have the energy to do that. It seems so like intense and deep and everyone's like, well, why don't you have the energy? But spoons kind of just kind of makes it a bit more fun and light. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I ain't got the spoons. It's describing your energy levels, what you're able to offer, what you're able to put out and knowing that that changes every single day. That can be different for each person. That one activity might be harder for one person than another. So if you ever look at like all those spoon memes out there, you know, they may go over like everything that you do in a day costs a spoon. So say a quote unquote healthy person has 20 spoons to start with. And then a chronically ill person has 15 to start with. And that's how they, that's the, how they start their day. Every little thing you do costs a spoon. So getting out of bed can cost a spoon for a depressed person, right? Like washing my hair could cost me three spoons, but you know, maybe someone else one because it's just like such or a it, process. It's or it could, it could give someone a spoon because it's but- Right. But it could cost you a spoon. Yeah. So it's like, you know, driving is is more spoons for me than it might be for you just because of my narcolepsy. So it's just like gauging all of that. Right. Like what could Mm -hmm. be harder for me and not harder for someone else. But then it's also how many spoons do you have at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. So if you've gone negative, then you need to subtract those spoons from your next day. And now you're starting even lower. So, so much of it's like a balance too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I meant about these departments in my life. The minute I give all my spoons to one department, Mm -hmm. I wake up the next day and I'm like, I'm going to sort out my other department tomorrow, but I gave all my spoons away that I'm negative, that I have nothing to give to that next department. Yeah. Uh, so before we go into like what our life departments are, I want to, I want you to pull something from the jar for me. All right. I can do that. I cheat sometimes. I'll pick one. I'll be, I don't like that one. So I'll be like, best out of three. <laughs> I'm such a twat. Is this one for me or for you? This is for you. Okay. Uh, write a story. And then I have in parentheses for bedpost because I have so many drafts well, that I never finish. It's funny you said that because I have on my to-do list later today to journal. Perfect. So right. I will write a little story in my journal. Uh, uh, 
I love that. That sounds great. Thank you. Uh, I have my own jar. (laughs) Thank you. I have my own self-care jar, but it's not like yours. It's a um, intent jar. Mm. Um, Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I have all these things that I want to accomplish during the day. And the only thing that's going to really get me there is to have an intent Mm-hmm. that I focus on whilst doing those things. So those okay. things may be, you know, call your dad and and go get groceries and uh, finish this script or whatever, learn these lines. Yeah. But, you know, they become tasks that I have to just accomplish as opposed to something that I'm doing with intent. And so yeah. I have a jar that just has loads of post-its like you do and it's – you know, one oh word. God, we're so cheesy. I we're so cheesy. Have this, yeah. Oh God! Uh, but one word might be gratitude, or one word it. might be humor, or mm-hmm. one word might be forgiveness. And so it's just something that you know I'll meditate on that word in the morning, and then I'll kind of like carry that word without me uh, with, with you throughout the day. Yeah. Oh, I love uh, that. Cute, huh? What would you say some of the departments are in your life? Ooh, man, it's very typical, right? Like it's, it's one of the acronyms that you, you mentioned, uh, recently to me taking Mm -hmm. your meds. (gasps) I I love meds. I know. I know. But like in that sense of like very basic self-care, like, have I taken my meds on time? Have I eaten today? (laughs) Which is a problem for me. I always forget to eat. Um, you know, like how much rest have I had, but, um, you know, for me, I think as far as like real departments that kind of, that are important to me, like, obviously it's like family, friends, like, you know, just the investment of time and other things outside of me. Um, you know, it's my fur children, it's my work, it's like everything that I'm interested in investing that energy into, but like, it starts with me. So it starts with like, have I had enough rest? Do do I have enough energy to give out? So a lot of the self-care, I'm very selfish and I'm very okay with that. Um, Because I think the more that I take care of me, the more I'm able to to do with others. You know, more spoons you have, the more you can give out. Yeah. 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 Totally. This, this last year has been a real struggle, right? Like, do I love myself language, you know, back in like 2017, which I refer to as the worst year of my life. And then it's like learning the self-love language and then practicing it and then like becoming fluent in it. Like it's still an ongoing, we both have taken French, but like who's more fluent in French between the two of us? Mm-hmm. It's the girl who lived there, like yeah. there, right? So it's like, yeah. unless you practice, practice. you are not going to stay fluent at all. Yeah. So I think so much of my self-love and self-care comes from like, learning and then practicing and then keep at it. Like, and that means dealing with all the obstacles that like life throws at us, including this last year, which is like, you know what? I don't have access to all the resources I'd like, you know, I don't have the things that are important to me close by always like people, (laughs) you know, but like, how do I, how do I manage all of that? And what does it look like? And how flexible and forgiving can I be with myself? I love what you said about the little mini wheel inside of this bigger wheel. Um, For those of you who don't know what meds are, we're not actually talking about taking our medicine only. Uh, Mm -hmm. For those of you who take medicine, obviously that's important. But I heard in rehabilitation, meds are meditation, exercise, diet, and sleep. And that little miniature wheel of 
having the your moment to connect with the universe, your spirit, yourself, whatever you use to meditate, whether it's prayer, whether it's a moment of silence, whatever it is. Exercise, however that looks like for you, that might just be stretching and going for a walk or that might be, you know, working out heavily, whatever that is for you. Diet, yeah. just being aware of what you're eating and putting into your body and what's fueling you. And then the last but not least, sleep. A lot of us, especially the workaholics out there, we forget how much we need to rest. And I've really learned from you, Summer, how important it is to take my time to rest and let my body recover from all of the overworking that I do. So I love that you said something that we've embraced, right? Like the the hustle culture is something to be proud of, like the overworking and running on no sleep. And it's like, why be proud of the fact that your car has no more gas and you're still running it? Like I I saw a meme literally earlier today that was like, we have this culture that the guy that's like, oh, I only got four hours of sleep last night. And the other guy's like, oh, I only got one. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're bragging about like draining ourselves and not taking care of ourselves. I'm like, I, I I think about this in like the horrible bosses movie, right? Like the, like fucking killing yourself for the boss who like ends up fucking you over. Like that movie was like, but, um, it's the, like, I, I have more respect for the person who has good boundaries around work Mm -hmm. and only like works what they're, they're asked to work rather than the person who works overtime doesn't balance, doesn't find balance in their life. And like, like, I don't, I don't actually respect that person more, but we think that that's the better employee for some reason. Yeah. I think it's, it's some kind of weird pity party that's happening. Um, they're, yeah. they're requesting pity from us in a different way and, yeah. uh, or praise or both. Yeah, praise through pity. It's such a weird deal. And I agree with you. So yeah, I think that little inner wheel of self care really makes it and, you know, is the fulcrum to the larger wheel of life management. So those of you who are out there that are dealing with children and dogs and work and homes and all these external things, you know, if you really want to be the best at those, really look at your fulcrum of your wheel first. Um, And then secondarily, you know, what are those departments outside of your inner wheel? Um, yeah. And that outer wheel for me in this book, my my favorite, uh, your planner. Planner, yeah. they have their departments listed as attitude, social life, relationships, family, health, personal growth, finances, and career. I have reconfigured my particular wheel, personal wheel, to kind of maybe blend some of those together. But my favorite is the fact that they have attitude as its own pie piece. Yeah, I you like know? that. It's really good. And I started with their wheel. I got rid of all of my self-ego bullshit saying, I'm judging your wheel. That's not what yeah. my departments would be. Oh, I... I had all this judgment and then I realized, okay, actually you don't have to agree with their wheel, but maybe you could use their wheel until you really figure out what yours is. Um, So that's what I did. And my current wheel is spiritual progress. So that's kind of like the personal development for them. Intimate relationships. Mm, Which is broad. I like it. Thank you. Community which is, they're both relationships, but one is my intimate relationships and one is the community which I support. Yeah. Right? But you can also serve. Yes, I serve. The next one is career, uh, finances, health, 
and fun. Oh, I'm glad you put fun in there. Yeah, because I realize all of these things grow and change. And like what you said earlier, they all of these departments, whether it's the ones that the planner gave me, whether I made them up, whether it's the inner wheel, the outer wheel, every department has to be maintained and practiced. Yeah. There's never a time in your life where the wheel is full and you never have to touch it again. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't exist. No, you don't like level up and you're like, and I'm done. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even mean, when you get dying. to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like even if you get to the very top, it's still, it's still going. I feel like the minute I get to the top, I go back to the bottom again. Well, I feel like this last year kind of kicked us all to the bottom, right? Like just having like basic like fucking needs met. So many yeah. people having to worry about like safety and shelter and like their next meal. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it's a real kick in the butt. But there's, you know, maybe you don't go to the very, very bottom, mm-hmm. but you get to the top and then something inside of that linear climb changes to where you need something new. And then you self-actualize something new. You learn something about yourself that you didn't know before or whatever have you. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I mean, I think. I've been about this for a long time. (laughs) I mean, the idea there is what? It's balance. It's balance and maintenance. Yes. Nonstop maintenance. It's never going to end until you did. Yeah. I love that theme though. The last burn I went to, for every burn I've attended, I have some sort of like one word theme that I walk away with. And the last burn I went to before the pandemic, uh, the the theme was balance. So, uh, yeah. And I think that's definitely uh, a one I can keep taking with me in real life. Well, I hope the people at home have gotten a little bit of insight into, um, you know, life's balance in management and maintaining growth by by our conversation today. And uh, we've only got two more episodes in this season left. Wild. I know. And it's going to get real deep. The next two episodes. The next it's going to get episodes, more intense if that's possible. If, if that's possible, it's going to happen. The next two episodes, yes. we're going to deal with um, some trauma from the past and then into the trauma of the now. So mm-hmm. make sure you stay tuned, stick with us, and check us out on Instagram at your.radical.being. Shoot us a message on how you feel because we are listening. You've been great. You've been fabulous. <laughs> anyway, this is Fiona Renee. Summer poor Lakani. And we will be talking to you very, very soon. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.